Seltzer time, baby. Mix it. Oh, no. Hey, guys. Welcome to episode 101 of CMD Towers Brews and Builds. I'm Mr. Comet number five, and my fellow host is Kevin Costner, because he is ready for draft day. We sandbagged you on episode 100 intentionally. You can suck on <laughs> Great bit. Uh, season three, I can't believe we're here. Now that I also can't believe that you actually committed to the seasons bit, Mr. Combo. I know you were against it from the jump, but I'm telling you, you have to, you have to organize. You have to be organized in some way, shape, or form. You have to, or else it's just, it's just chaos out there, and it's a nightmare. Uh, I don't think I don't think the uh, command zone does seasons, and they seem well, to be pretty some, all right. Well, I got some I got some hot words. I got some hot takes on the command zone here in just a little bit. But uh, how are you doing on this balmy Friday afternoon? You all right? You oh my gosh, uh, it is hot. It is humid. Yeah. I'm not a fan of it. Um, for some reason, my fiance she like couldn't sleep last night, um, and so I, I don't know. It's just I, I don't know if anyone out there in the collective can like relate to this. But I'm one of those people that like. If I fall asleep and something around me changes in the middle of the night, like I just kind of wake up because I feel that something's off. Really? Whether it's, you know, yeah, it's like if Mr. Bubbles was like asleep on your head and then you might wake up at 3 a.m. like, where the fuck did he go? He just like randomly went to another room or something like that. Like, it's just like a change of the force, if you will, or Metatorians. I I think the term is that you are a light sleeper. Oh, but I'm not. I can sleep through a tornado. That's why I think. Um, so that's why I'm so surprised because I'll say like there's been times where I've fallen asleep and Mr. Bubbles is not in the room. Like I fall asleep with Mr. Bubbles in my face or vice versa. And then I wake up the next morning. <laughs> he's gone. I'm like, I didn't even notice. Yeah. So uh, for some reason, whenever she leaves the bed and doesn't come back, I do notice. I just wake up randomly. So I woke up today at like 3 a.m. Saw she was gone. Just figured she took her senior citizen should be hopefully dead soon dog out. Uh, and I was like, whatever, alive? let me go back to bed. I'm, it won't die, man. He's only getting stronger. He's feeding <laughs> on my soul. He's, he's eating the cancer. <laughs> yeah. Stronger. Pretty much. It's like his snack. He grows the cancer, yeah. then eats it, then grows it again. Um, and so I was just like, screw it, whatever. I don't really care. I'm going to go back to bed. But it was one of those things. Have you ever woken up and you have to pee real bad, but you don't want to get up? And it's like, I could hold it until I wake up in like a couple hours. I mean, I've tried that drunk and wet the bed several times, so <laughs> I don't well, know if that counts. Uh, that, that, that's a thing for me because I'm one of those people that when I get up, once my brain kind of yeah, turns yeah, you're, on, you're up, I can't yeah. get back to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was just like, let me hold it. Let me hold it. Laid in bed for an hour and 45 minutes holding it. And I was like, fuck it. Go piss. And then I did. And I, I've been up since 5 a.m. ever since. So uh, decided to be productive. I went to the Kansas Highway Patrol at 7.15 this morning uh, because my Ford Raptor that I bought was titled in Missouri, so I had to get an inspection oh, done. The, yeah, the emissions inspection. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it's 2,000 miles brand new, <laughs> and apparently I needed an inspection done. So I did that. Then I went to the Ford dealership. There was a couple recalls I needed to get done oh, on the sure, truck. Yeah. Did that. Worked from there. Did a bunch of customer calls. Uh, had some time to kill. Went to Joanne's, bought a bunch of shit for the house. Uh, More live, laugh, uh, love signs. Can't have enough of those. Uh, plenty of those, but it's usually like tap, burn, die. Sure. I don't know if anyone will get that. Like that. Uh, so yeah, oh, okay. That I, was my day. Super productive. Very very happy about it. Uh, and I picked up a bottle of mead for a housewarming party Ooh, I'm going to tomorrow. Fun. So nice. Yeah. I I have finally recovered from my trip to Gatlinburg, Tennessee. 
or as I prefer to call it, the Branson Brash. of the Southeast. It's like Branson, <laughs> uh, but I had some pretty good times. Okay, so I, I told Mr. Combo I didn't want to tell him about my weekend because I wanted to see his reaction. So, Mr. Combo, get your phone at the ready. I'm going to send you two things, okay? The first thing is uh, a new meme template that I've already shared with Uncle AJ. So I just sent that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god. So that was me after a moonshine tasting that someone took at the perfect time after me taking a shot. And then the next one is another reaction gif, which is also self-explanatory, which you should be getting now. Oh, I saw this online. Oh, you did? It's okay. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that incredible? Okay, so the You le a, legit look like Donkey Kong. It's a gif of what it looks like it's me trying to tear a go-kart steering wheel off in a fit of rage. But what had really happened was I took the, like, so have you ever been go-karting? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, you know, like at the last lap, they intentionally like power down so you can't floor sure. anymore. So I turned a corner too sharp because I've, I've gone go-karting once in my life and we went four times that one day Good on four Lord. different tracks. It's Branson uh, or Gatlinburg. And I got stuck because like I didn't have the power to turn into the place. So I was actually trying to like shove myself forward. But in reality, it looks like I'm trying to tear the go-kart apart. Uh, so uh, long story short, Gatlinburg actually is a pretty fun time. There's distilleries. Uh, I'm drinking a little bit of their rye from Kings Mountain Distillery and just had a gay old time out there. So uh, excited that I finally got my voice back just in time to record this here episode. Well, and it's funny, just as you were uh, recovered from uh, Gatlinburg, uh, my fiance and I just recovered probably two days ago uh, from the lake, because that's yeah. where we were last weekend, and holy bananas, did a lot of drinking incur. Yes. Woof. As, as it's but, meant to be in the lake. Guys, if you would like to uh, support more bits and trips and ticks... Don't look too much into that last one. Like it, like it. Over here. You should head over to CMD Tower's Patreon at patreon.com slash CMD Tower. We have four different tiers, and literally for just a dollar a month, you do help us get to our goal of uh, hopefully having someone from the collective on every single mm -hmm. month. Uh, we're just a few patrons away from reaching that goal. But, uh, and that's just for a dollar a month into the Discord, uh, into the Unco AJ Meebs and everything uh, else. Plus, if you go to our five, 15, or $25 tiers, you start to get free swag, whether it be our RK Post exclusive patron tokens we give away. It could be playmats, sleeves, uh, coins. It just depends on the tier. Plus, every single tier does give you additional entries into the monthly giveaways. Now, if you uh, can't help out from a monthly perspective, but would like to get at your hand on some of the swag, just head over to our store, cmdtower.com slash merch. We do sell all of our CMD Tower licensed products on there. Uh, please, please redact a bit, basement redacted bit. Uh, and then of course, if you're an existing patron, we do have a referral program. So if you refer anyone into the collective, have them message us on Patreon, letting them know, letting us know, uh, who actually invited them to join the collective and uh, we'll send you some free swag or maybe even sign one of those gold bordered Ooh. mountains. Uh, <laughs> and of course, the if you uh, just share the content you're watching and listening to, every little bit of interaction from the collective does help. And uh, we got to give a big shout out to our audio producer uh, at Dear Squee on Twitter or Dear Squee at cmdtower.com. Uh, Squee McGee does all of the audio editing for MTG Action 4. 
brews and builds, and hopefully some future segments to come. Now, this awesome YouTube video is coming to you from straight at underscore Teacoats on Twitter. Uh, Tyler is our YouTube editor, plus he does stuff for the uh, CCO podcast. He does stuff for uh, Cat Pop. Uh, he does stuff for a lot of people out there in the community. Uh, so if you're looking for audio or video editing, our team can definitely help you. So Brews and Builds is our deck tech series. Since we conquered the path to 32 and talked about some exciting themes that EDH can support, we have decided to mix it up for season three. three. Kicking it off, Big Tuck and myself will be doing some fantasy drafting commander around community voted legends. Yes, and it is draft day here. The tomes are ringing off the hook. General Manager Tazri has been eating nothing but tums for the last two days. Our offensive coordinator, Aranus, the, the omnipotent, is out of pocket. Star defensive coach, Rorik Bladewin, is still out at dinner with the command zone. I think they're trying to finally pull him out from underneath us. And special team analyst, Silvos Rogue Elemental, has been at the Guildhar Bar for the last week. We can't get a hold of any of them. It's mass hysteria here at CMD Tower headquarters. So uh, the way that this will work for draft day is each of us will do the following. Pre-select 50 non-land cards, flip a coin to see who drafts first, and then go round robin until the deck is complete. And the way the round robin will work is it will be whoever wins the flip goes first, other person goes second, then they get to go again, and then it goes back to whoever went first for the fourth pick. So then that way, whoever picks last gets to pick first for the next round. It's a snake, it's a snake draft. It's a snake draft. Okay. So, like but what happens, Tuck, if one of my cards is selected by you? Then the other player or drafter here has to remove it from their draft board. But Big Tuck, what about the lands? We will be giving the total land count recommended and only talking about cards up to the available slots. Uh, and I will say that I have embraced technology and I'm doing mine on a spreadsheet and Mr. Combo is stuck in his old ways and has a literal draft board in front of him. I think you should take a picture and send it out when the episode drops. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so without further ado, let's get brewing. So our discord collective patron degenerate community did vote on, uh, what, legend we would do they didn't know what they were voting on and this literally won by a coin toss uh it was tied between averna the chaos bloom and big tuck what was your selection that it was tied uh with? i believe mine was the new cryptocurrency guy the lawness cryptozoologist yes so we flipped a coin and averna the chaos bloom won so big tuck if you could read averna's cmc creature type, power and toughness, and what the hell she actually does. Absolutely. So Averna the Chaos Bloom is a teamer commander. Not a favorite color here among the CMD Tower crew. Uh, she costs a uh, teamer on the nose. That would be green. You blue, bite your tongue. Red. I love Animar. <laughs> okay. Legendary creature elemental shaman. Uh, Hermione? No, wait. Uh, that's we can't do. We can't be introducing new bits this early. As you cascade, nope. you may put a land card from among the exiled cards onto the battlefield tapped. Do this after the last card is exiled, but before deciding whether to cast a non-land card. Uh, and she is a four-two, Mister Combo. Accent of your choice. Let's hear that <gasps> sweet, sweet flavor. Because we are not doing the flavor bit today, guys. It's too complicated already. We'll bring it back during a normal deck tech. Let's see. Hmm. 
What is a favorite? Ayo, nature's a dance. Master it, and the world could keep no secrets from you. Adrian! Oh, oh, Stallone. For a second there, I was like, is that the bad guy from Mission Impossible Fallout? I guess he's more, I guess he's more like, nature is a dance. Master it. All right, we can move right along. Yeah. Uh, so we are going to do an inaugural coin flip. Teacoats, make sure we have this on the YouTube. Oh, and of course, we are using the amazing Squee McGee coin. Who's call right, Wait, Chuck? are you calling it? Are you going to call it or You call it. I was just going to say, Tuck, do you want get up and fight or sit and tight? Oh, fight all day. All right. So here's what we're going to do because we have technology. Okay, sit and tight one. I do get the choice if I would like to pick first or second. I'm actually going to choose to go second. Okay, so you're going to do two in a row ski. Yeah, that's right. right. So I did mine. I kind of misunderstood the assignment. So mine's kind of in a bizarro random order of ones I think are more interesting towards ones that I think are a little weirder. But that's then I relooked. Then I relooked through it. and I realized that's not the case. Uh, but first off, right out the gates, uh, I think that the land, I don't want to build this as a landfall deck, but I think there are certain cards that will help yeah. to get there, right? So the first one that I have is Phylath World Sculptor. This is a legendary Ooh. creature elemental. A 5-5, five, five, and it costs four colorless. Is that one of yours? Yeah, it was. Nice. Stole one uh, of my picks. Yeah, so four colorless, uh, green, and a red. It's a legendary creature elemental. Mr. Combo, do you want to read the text if you got it in front of you? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, when an ETBs, you get to create a 0-1 plant creature token for each basic land you control, which that's going to go into when you guys go into tapped out and actually look at the deck list. It's going to be a lot of basic lands because there's yep. a lot. We, we want to make sure that we're hitting on all those uh, different numbers. And then it does have landfall. So whenever a land ETBs under your control, put four plus one plus one counters on target plant you control. Yeah. So for me, this is just kind of like a backup, less scary Avenger of Zendikar. Yep. There's, I correct me if I'm wrong, I don't feel like Averna really has a quick way to win on her face. So kind of playing correct. these cards where you get the value out of it kind of makes it like an easy pick. You know, backup copy of Avenger for me. Yeah, and I completely agree. And I think the biggest thing that you're going to see as we're building out this deck, Averna is just a value engine. Yes. Very much like how Thrasios is a value engine. Now, granted, there is a way for Thrasios to go infinite. There's not really a way for Averna to go infinite, but they both <laughs> kind of so, yeah. they, they both accomplish the exact same thing. Mm. So, totally agree. All right. So, my first one, and I actually did rank these in order, we have to put a Throes of Chaos in the deck. Uh, uh, yes, we absolutely do. That was my fourth <laughs> pick. So. That was number one. So this is three colorless red sorcery from my favorite set, Modern Horizons 2. Uh, Big Tuck, why don't you read what it does? Yes, yeah, so uh, this is a really good one. This has uh, two abilities on it. One is Cascade, which again is where we're at. Uh, and we'll, just for the, the cast, we'll read Cascade for the first time. Once. Yep. When you, when you cast a spell, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile a non-land card that costs less. You may cast it without paying its mana cost, but the exiled cards in the bottom of your library in a random order. Um, obviously, we want to be doing that as much as possible. And then secondly, it has retrace. You may cast this yeah. card from your graveyard, but discarding the land card in addition to paying its other costs. So the reason I, other than just the Cascade, and we're trying to get Cascade in the deck... The biggest reason I like this is because we did kind of load it up with lands. And honestly, you could probably go to like a 45 land total and still be all right. But with that retrace, being able to discard lands 
from your hand to yeah. then cast this and then get a land off of your cascade, you're actually never losing lands. Yes, in theory, your your deck's going to get less, but like from what you can play that turn, you're getting the same stuff. Plus, now you're going to get a CMC three or less spell to be able to go off the throws. Completely agree. And the only other thing I'll say is I have heard bizarro fringe arguments that this is like a mono red staple, which is a very weird argument, but it's kind of got it's got a little bit of juice. You know, I don't think it's the best one out there, but definitely a card that's worth at least owning a copy. of. That's fair. All right. Well, I get to pick next. Yes. Picking for the third pick of the whatever draft. I'm going to go Shardless Agent. And this one's pretty straightforward. Yep. yep it's on the list, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going Colorless uh, Simic. That would be green and blue. Artifact Creature. Human Rogue. 2-2. Two, two, Big Tuck. Why don't you read what it is? Pretty straightforward. It cascades. It's a three drop that cascades. It's a 2-2 two, two with two no relevant abilities. <laughs> Yep, and literally the only reason I thought it would be good for the deck is this is like a rampant growth with Averna. So yeah, yeah, I agree, and um, I think I am building mine very heavy into the creature theme. So I have a lot of things that when you cast a creature spell, X, Y, and Z happens, and also that's kind of mm. how my finisher goes. So it's a two-two. It's not much. You chump block a dinosaur, and then that's kind of it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right, Tuck, you get the fourth and fifth pick in the draft. Okay. Uh, these What's two your are. Pick? I guarantee you have at least one of these, maybe both, okay? So, right. first one, this is... The problem with Cascade decks is you pretty much have, like, 20 cards that you have to have, and then you got <laughs> to have some sort of fun. But um, Emoti Celebrant, a Bounty, so good. Wow, you don't have it? Really? Oh, no, I do, actually. That was my third pick. Okay, good. Oh, yeah, there you go. So, uh, Emoti is three colorless and Simic. That's blue and a green. For a 3-1 legendary creature, Naga work is a druid. Mr. Combo, <laughs> read read that beautiful cascade. Uh, so it has cascade, but the cooler part about this card is it kind of gives you that Jota feel where spells you cast with converted mana cost six or greater have cascade themselves. Mm. So it's somewhat like a backup commander, kind of, because you're Completely getting additional agreed. benefit off the casting of stuff. And I think, I think with me and building this deck, I kind of went for a very tight, small package, and then a wild, higher CMC package that can kind of close out the game just by them being good cards in general. Yeah, that's fair. And then it's back to me, right? Yep, you got the fifth pick. All right, another classic. I have like 20 of these, so I hope it's not on your list because I don't want them anymore. It's a modern playable. Let's go Jun Baby, Bloodbraid Elf, all day. It, yeah, here we go. <laughs> was banned in modern, Mr. Combo. Was banned in modern for a long time. <laughs> two colorless, uh, red and a green for a creature Alt Berserker. That's a 3-2. Take it from there. It has Cascade. And haste, don't forget that. And haste. Yes, so uh, again. This, this was actually one of the ones I ordered, so I just had it written on like a... Uh... Oh, perfect. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes, very good. I have piles of these because I thought for a while this was one because four is kind of three mana and lower is kind of a sweet spot for the early game where you like when you cast when when you cast this on turn two, three, or four, you're gonna probably hit another ramp card, which is gonna go further. But the problem yeah. is when you draw this late game, it's like a blank card unless you have something to do with the cascade, right? Yeah, that's fair, but like I also when whenever I think we kind of generalize late game, we're also assuming the person has an established board in the lands. And yeah. we've been in a lot of games where it's late <laughs> game and we still need lands so bad. Yeah, right. 
So it might yeah, even exactly. be something that late game, you've kind of gotten all your low CMC stuff out, but you've had to discard it all because you couldn't play it. So at least this late game, like, gets you yeah, a land. It, oh, yeah, you, like, filter through 16 yeah. cards you can't cast, but you at least get a land <laughs> out of it. All right. For the sixth pick in the draft, I believe I did that. One, two, three, four, five. Yep, six. We are going with the bestest Phoenix, Aurora Phoenix. Oh, yeah, so we are. This, That's on my list. <laughs> oh, my God. So I, I wanted to point this out real quick, guys, before I finish reading this. Tuck and I did discuss beforehand. We both picked 50 cards, knowing each of us were going to need 30. And we were like, there's no way we're going to sync up on a ton of cards. We've synced up on everything but like two. So. Yes, and and again, the again back to the point. There's like you need to put cards with Cascade in this deck. So again, it's kind of hand. This is a great first draft because now we're kind of like we're we're feeling. It's like boxing, you know. It's like the first yeah, round, you're kind yeah. of feeling it out or a date or a phone call, you know. So, anyways, so four colorless red red creature Phoenix rare. It's a five three. Uh, it has flying. It also has Cascade. But when you cast a spell with Cascade, you return it from your graveyard to your Yes. Yeah. That is so nice. Especially if you have to play against some sacrifice player that's always making you sack stuff. Totally. It's like, cool, I'll go ahead and do this, and I'll just get it back and get more value. Agreed. And I think for me, I'm playing one thing that kind of the, the Cascade kind of falls down on is like when you kind of do your Cascade stuff, you, you're like, you do it once, and then you're kind of SOL. So I like the idea of being able to bounce creatures and other things back to your hand or from your graveyard mm. to keep that train going. That's fair. Well, with the seventh pick in the draft, I'm actually going with a landfall card that is quite scooty. It's a scoot swarm. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Baby. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Two colorless green creature insect rare. It's a one one. And I quit this cast. <laughs> it's over. Uh, Scoot Swarm is, hold on, I gotta type it in. Uh, is it two words? I actually just got one. So I think this card's gonna be a lot of money in the future, and it already kind of is. It's over $5 already for the normal wow. copy. I know. So uh, it also has landfall. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, create a 1 1 green insect creature token. If you control six or more lands, create a token that's a copy of Scoot Swarm instead. I definitely see this as a deck. If Averna's doing it right, you should at least be able to cascade twice a turn. Yeah. So it's like if I can get two Scoot Swarm triggers plus my normal land that I play, so three on each of my turns, that's pretty good for a deck that's not just a pure ramp deck. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And Mr. Combo, you have gone bananas with this card before, haven't you? Oh, God. It was <laughs> disgusting. And then they even wiped my board, and I got them back, and I got it back to disgustingness in, did, like, two turns. So. Did you also... Were you did you were you still kind of playing Arena when this card came out, and you said it was just lousy all over the place? Or was that something else? I think that was something else. That was another green uh, card. No, yeah. Yeah, I was talking about the uh, Elemental with the four-color Omnath. That's yes. what got gross. Right, 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 right. Of course. All right. Well, Tuck, you are up. With the, I don't even know what pick anymore. We're just, we're just going on. <laughs> we're just going. So this is another one. Um, wow, this card is super duper expensive. Oh, I hope you have this because I'm pretty sure I don't. Uh, we're gonna get violent because it's a violent outburst. How expensive is it? Six dollars. And I, I do have it. <laughs> yes! Wait. Oh, you're okay. So. Violent Ausburst, a colorless and gruel that's green and a red. Why do you have this card? No, I ordered it for this episode. Oh, you did? Okay, nice. 
Uh, and it's an instant. Uh, Mr. Combo, go right ahead. Guess what? Creatures you control get plus one, plus zero oh until end of turn. And that's all oh, that's it, it says. Yeah, that's it, says it says nothing else. Oh, and then it says Cascade. <laughs> so, uh, yes, I think that this card is very... I think it's also just kind of a Cascade engine, and a lot of people just play it as that. But I, I actually think that the way that at least I'm kind of building this deck out is that you will be able to get the... Uh, that will kind of matter, right? If you have your plethora of plants or your plethora of creatures, that plus one, plus zero can kind of matter. Mm -hmm. um, so again, you know, you got to work, you got to dance with the one that brung you. So you only have so many Cascade cards. This one at least does something else. Yeah, I agree. And we just talked about Scoot Swarm. I think this deck with a lot of the landfall stuff, you will kind of have a little token army. So the oh, plus sure. one isn't absolutely nothing, but... I just think this is a three mana instant speed rampant growth. And yeah. I think you're fine with that. I mean, you could just run rampant growth, but then you could run this as well. And maybe you hit a mana rock or, you know, a shardless sure. agent or something like that. Or something to keep the cascade train going, right? Yeah. Yep. All right. Pause, Andy. Um, I think we actually do have to keep track of what number we're at because we won't know when to stop at 60. All right, Big Tuck, we did figure out what pick we're at. So in the third round, your last, or beginning, uh, however it works, let's get your ninth pick. Okay, so this is a card that I think pretty much goes in every single Teamer deck. I'm guessing you have it in your Animar. Uh, Teamer Ascendancy, pretty solid oh. in my opinion. Okay. So uh, it's Teamer, it's green, bl green, blue, red for an enchantment. Creatures you control have haste. Whenever a creature with power four or greater enters the battlefield under your control, you may draw a card. So for me, it's just kind of like a haste. It's like a haste enabler. And every once in a while, it'll draw you a card. I think Averna is a four two, right? So if you mm -hmm. get her out and then you draw a card. So I, I'm that's one thing I'm a little worried about this deck is like we're going to be churning out cards so quick. I think yeah. you're, there's a good chance your, your hand might empty or you might be stuck with things that are just too expensive to cast, right? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. All right, moving on to me for the 10th pick. I'm actually going to go Omnath, Locus of Rage. Oh, okay. So, I do not have know, this. Yeah, I, I wanted some bigger CMC stuff in here so we could get the benefits uh, from some of our other things. So Omnath, Locus of Rage is three colorless, uh, red, red, green, green, legendary creature, elemental, mythic. It's a 5-5, five, five, um, and it states that whenever a land ETBs under your control, get a 5-5 five, five red, green, elemental creature token onto the battlefield, and then whenever Omnath or another elemental you control dies... Omnath will Lightning Bolt, a.k.a. deal three damage to target creature or player, and I believe that's added to any target? Any target, correct, yes. Yep. So, once again, I just wanted some landfall stuff in here, and normally Omnath, Locus of Rage, is one of those that people steer away from because it is so expensive, but I don't think mana's ever going to be an issue in this deck, so... Yeah, and, and this is this is a card that will just win you the game on its own unless someone takes care of it, right? And yep. it's like, okay, great, then I'll just cascade into something bigger. All right, for my 11th pick, I actually have a brand new card from Modern Horizons 2 that is oh. creeping up in price, and this thing's a banger, and I we, we tried to pick cards that were good, but most likely we, we probably won't play with them, or we already have tons of copies, so it's no big deal. This is one that it was hard for me to get rid of, but I was tireless to, to stop. Tireless Oof, Provisioner. Yeah. Two colorless green, creature elf scout, 3-2, and it has a landfall whenever a land ETBs under your control. Create a food token or a treasure token. Not a whole lot to yeah. say. You know, you do your Averna stuff, you get the land, now you're getting a treasure. Now, basically, your cascade stuff, in theory, as long as you don't whiff on a land, you're getting two sources of mana out of it. Yeah, 
it's really good. Um, I need to pick up like four copies of this because this is like the chase I'm coming out of it. So I, I like these landfall cards that we're doing because they, they do, they do a lot of stuff in and of themselves. Right. So yeah. Uh, well, big tuck, what, what edition, what would you say it is a, a rare or mythic? An uncommon. Oh, you said uncommon at first. That's oh. like, what are you British? <laughs> Odd. Oh, it's very, Oh, I was uncommon last night. Let me tell you. All right, Chuck. Keep that in. All right. Yeah, give us your 12th pick. This is also kind of a, this is a uh, meat and potatoes, we like to call it, growth spiral. I think okay. this card pretty much goes into any deck that can run it. Uh, it's a color, a green and a blue for an instant. You draw a card, you can put a land from your hand onto the battlefield. Again, you get, you re, it replaces itself and also triggers all your landfall. It's at instant speed, so you can kind of wait. One, one, one point of correction. It's not put a... It's it's not uh, put a land onto the battlefield. It's you may play an additional land this turn. No, no, no. That one says this one says you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield. Which one am I thinking of? You're thinking of uh, yeah. It's totally it's a Simic card. It's, you don't. You just don't. You don't run that one anymore because this one does. Oh, um, explore. Oh, there we go. Yeah, explore is a colorless and green. But that's why this one is so much better if you're running blue because it's you get it any at any time. This card's really strong, and again, Landfall and the artwork by Seb McKinnon. I'm going to shift this. There we go. All right, Tuck, what's your 13th pick? All I'm right, so this 13. one... Ooh, this is a weird... This was kind of a late addition for me, but again, I'm trying to play into the two things that I want this card does for me. is draw off of a creature and also scry. So I think Life Crafter's, Life Crafter's Best Year yeah. is an interesting pick in here. So three colorless for an artifact. At the beginning of your upkeep, scry one. Whenever you cast a creature spell, you may pay green if you do draw a card. So one thing that I think you really want to do is to be able to um, hit your lands and be able to like manipulate the top of your library. Again, at your upkeep, it kind of goes against that, but at least you, mm -hmm. if you know that you have one, you can bend it. But I like the fact that if we are casting your Bloodbraid Elves, your Shardless Agents, these things that kind of don't do anything, you at least can pay one more, replace themselves, and then replace themselves again with the Cascade. Yeah, couldn't agree more. All right, we're on to be for the 14th pick. This one will not be a long talk one, but we have talked a lot about these low-to-the-ground CMC Cascade things, and I want I want you to be able to hit some of this stuff. So I think a fin Finhorn Elves... Just makes sense in the deck. Sure, yeah. Just single green, summon elves. It's an uncommon. It's a 1-1. One, one. Uh, and this is the old school one from Ice Age. Uh, tap, Ooh, add nice. a green to your mana pool. Uh, just, yeah. You have the violent outburst. You want to hit something. You don't want to whiff on your entire deck. I've done that before, and it sucks. So Yes. And I, I agree. I'm actually playing a lot of mana dorks as opposed to mana rocks or ramp spells mm. in this build. Just because, like I said, I'm, I'm trying to do more creatures. Gotcha. Uh, well, for my 15th pick... I'm actually going once again in that exact same direction with a Naga Vitalist. So, <laughs> Naga, not gonna work here. So we're talking colorless green creature Naga Druid. Uh, it's a one-two, and it says tap, add one mana of uh, any type of a land that you control could produce. So it's a two-mana spell. Once again, want things that are three-mana Cascade stuff can hit. I so. Uh, Peeling back the curtain a little bit here. This is one of the cards that you mentioned for examples. And I was like, I think I have two better ones I'm going to put in here just to spite you. <gasps> Suck it. Uh, all right, you, Tuck, <laughs> give us your 16th pick. Okay, I guarantee this is, has to be in your pile because there's no other reason why this card would be in here. Uh, boarding party. Really? Nope. <laughs> that's kind of, that's kind of shocking because of the amount of, the amount of legends you open. Boarding party, five colorless and a red. 
Guess what? It's a it's a it's a human pirate that's a six three with haste and cascade. Merry Christmas! <laughs> now you can hit four drops off. Now you can hit five drops of off cascade. There we go. So yeah, nothing, nothing. There's really nothing more to talk about this. Although, well, how cool would a card? This card doesn't exist. How cool would one be if it said cards you control that have cascade cost one less to cast? That's ridiculous. <laughs> But just crazy enough, we'll probably see that previewed for Historic they, on Arena. They did it with Fluctuator and cards with Cycling. Where does it stop? Never. All right, Tuck. 17th pick. What is it? All right. Uh, we had to do it. I really hope I'm the one providing these because they are worth nothing now. Soul Ring. Merry Christmas. Wait, are they worth nothing? I think they're still like 4 or $5. No, not they've been reprinted so much, Mr. Combo. I checked the so you we were talking about this about trading them in. The trade in value around here is twenty three cents. Wow. Yeah. How the money? I should have sold the twenty I had when they were five dollars a piece four years ago. But ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, what else is there to say? Yeah, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're moving on to me with the eighteenth pick. All right, for the 18th pick, I'm actually doing one of my favorite cards. This is a little pricey card. It's about $10, $15, somewhere in there. But I, I just don't know how I couldn't put this card in the deck. So we're going to do a Nissa Vastwood Seer. Really like Ooh. the card for the deck. Yeah. Two sure. colorless green, legendary creature, elf scout, mythic. It's a 2-2. When it ETBs, you may search your library for a basic forest and put it into hand. And then whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, if you control seven or more, exile Nissa and transform her into a planeswalker. Nissa Sage Animus. Planeswalker Nissa comes in with three loyalty. Three different effects. Plus one, reveal the top card of your library. If it's a land card, put it on the battlefield. Otherwise, put it into your hand. Minus two, make a 4-4 four, four legendary token. And minus seven, untap up to six target lands. They become 6-6 six, six elemental creatures. They're still lands. So the biggest reason I wanted this in here, I really like Nissa and decks where you, you want to ramp, but you're ramping a lot because I want it to flip pretty quick. And yep. I could see this being a deck that you play Nyssa, and maybe by one turn cycle, she's ready to flip. And yeah. now you're getting all of this value, because I think the plus one, it could backfire, potentially. Um, but I think when you Cascade, there's that randomness to it. You would kind of like to see what's on the top of your library. Like, do I want a Violent Outburst right now? This mm -hmm. at least, like, I could plus one, just kind of see, yeah, you don't get to leave it there. You do have to put it to hand. But I don't know. I I'm just one of those players that if I have unsuredness, even if I have to draw the card, I'd like to kind of see maybe what I'm going into. Because I know my deck, I've played it enough, and I can kind of feel, okay, I've played these cards. Ooh, I think I'm getting to my gas now. Let's do a big mm -hmm. eight drop or ten drop. Yeah, I can I completely agree on all that. And again, I'm putting in a, a fair amount of like scry sort of effects, like scry adjacent effects. So I think that will kind of feed into that as well to make sure you're hitting what you want, right? Awesome. All right. For the 19th pick, I'm actually going with Domri Anarch of Bolas. Interesting. Okay. Colorless. I, I was wondering if you're going to put in uh, Planeswalkers or not. I, I believe this is my only one. It's a colorless okay. and gruel, which is red-green. It's a Domri Planeswalker. It's a rare for more. It comes in with three loyalty. Static effect. Creatures you control get plus one, plus zero. Oh. There you go. Violent Outburst. There you go. Yep. Uh, I did like this, though, because the plus one add a red or a green to your mana pool. Creature spells you cast this turn can't be countered. Well, with Cascade, mm -hmm. you have to cast. 
So this kind of allows you, and yes, on cast, you get your cascade effect and then they could counter your other thing. But you, I mean, you just paid all of this mana most likely to get this card cast so you could start the cascade train. And so it's probably pretty good and you want it to resolve. Yeah. The other thing with it is that technically the way cascade is worded is when you get to that card, you still cast it. You just do it without paying its mana cost. If it's a bomb card, they now can't counter that because your creature mm -hmm. spells this turn can't be countered. So it oh. kind of gives you this grand abolisher type effect, at least with casting your creatures. Right, especially if you luck out and somehow cast it, cascade into like the um, the 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 Phyleth or yeah. Avengers Zendikar or something along those lines, like some of these bigger creatures. Um, it's definitely going to help you there. So yeah, great Absolutely. call. All right, Tuck, we're in to the 20s. I don't remember mine. Do you remember what your 20th pick <laughs> is? Uh, no, I mean, I told you, I, I, they're all mixed up. I had them organized by our usual grains hops and that we don't do that for this, this particular varietal. Uh, this one again is a kind of a stupid one, but I, it's, it's like so stupid. You have to have it in here. Uh, ingenuity engine. All right. You don't have it. No, really? I know I have a cop. I have like five copies of this seven drop for an artifact. It has cascade. Go figure. And then one colorless tap, sack, and artifact. Return target artifact you control to its owner's hand. The reason why I like this is because, like, late game, you're going to start bidding. You can tap a mana rock, pay the pay the the one colorless, sack it, bounce ingenuity back to its hand, and go again, right? Like, Or the better one is you uh, play ingenuity, you cascade, you have your tireless provisioner, on the battlefield. Oh, oh. You get a clue token. You then use a mana rock, tap it, stack your clue token, bounce it back, do it again. Ooh, ooh. Ooh. Big, ooh, ooh. ooh. <laughs> just, got, just got the chills. I'm sweating profusely, and I don't really know why. <laughs> uh, good card, though. I like it. Yes. What, what is your 21st pick? All right. I This has to be in your pile, and if not, I'd be shocked. One of our favorite rando cards we're spinning the wheel this card is kind of cascading of itself unexpected results nope really oh this is like our joint one of our few i love this card upon favorite cards yeah, i love this right. card so unexpected results uh is two colorless and simic that's green and a blue for sorcery shuffle your library reveal the top card if it's a non-land card you may cast it without paying its mana cost if it is a land card you may put it on the battlefield or turn it uh, unexpected results back to its owner's hand Again, you're completely spinning the wheel here, but one thing that I actually really like about Unexpected Results in this deck is that it gives that cast clause, right? As opposed to just put it into yeah. play, because a lot of things where it's like, you know, Elvish Piper and that sort of thing, when you put it something into play, you don't get the cascade trigger. Yep. And being able to do that over and over again, um, as we say, it's pretty much how the deck can only function. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's, and it's just such a fun card. I mean, like we've talked about this previous several times, I think. Spin the wheel, see what happens. Love it, love it. All right, you're on to me for the 22nd pick of the inaugural draft. I'm actually going to go Bounty of the Luxa. I like this Ooh, card. Okay, yeah. Two colorless Simic, green, blue, enchantment. It's a rare. At the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, remove all flood counters from Bounty of the Luxa. If no counters are removed this way, put a flood counter on it and draw a card. Otherwise, add three mana to your mana pool. So I like this card because it's give you incremental value over time. Right. And I feel like with this Cascade deck, we just talked about it, like wanting to possibly bounce your artifact back to be able to play it again, getting that three mana every other turn 
or drawing an extra card every other turn is going to give you a lot of value. Completely agree. And I think this is a very well-designed card, so it's exciting to see a deck that it would do well in. I think this is one that it would do smashingly. It's a great choice. All right, 23rd pick, Michael Jordan's number. Uh, but this card is not Michael Jordan. It would go get the better basketball player, LeBron James, from your deck. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, let's get Fierce Empath in the deck. Oof, yes. Yeah, two, great pick. Two colorless green, creature elf, 1-1. One, one. When it ETBs, you may search your library for a creature card with a converted mana cost six or greater. Reveal it, put it into your hand, shuffle your library. Basically, this says go get the best cascade card you have in your entire deck and put it into your yep. hand. thing I also like about this is that it's an ETB effect. So for whatever reason, you have to put something out for free. You don't get a cast clause. You can kind of choose. We'll also get the benefit from this versus whatever else, uh, you know, violent outburst type of effect where you have right. to cast it to actually get it. Fierce Empath kind of gets around it. Okay, yeah, hundred percent. And all the big, all the big, all the big boys that we've been talking about so far are all in that six mana range. So you're gonna figure out. You're gonna find something that you want out of this. All right, Tuck, twenty fourth pick. Let's go. One of the few hops cards we've talked about so far, Forceful Denial. Oh, okay. A two-cent card. You don't have this either? Nope. I thought we were doing Cascades. Uh, so <laughs> three colors, blue-blue for a counterspell. Not a great rate, but you get to Cascade into something that's four or less. What's not to like? Two cents. Uh, pretty straightforward. If we're going, for me, I was like, I was thinking like, okay, just normal counterspell or like negate or God help you, a murder varietal. But... You, I'm going all in on the Cascade. I'm putting, I put almost every single card that is decent and even some ones that are not great in here to Cascade into. You're going to hit something. You're going to be able to play something off this card. And you now have a little bit of interaction when Avina gets blown up for the third time. <laughs> that That is fair. Um, and you know what? I actually do. No, I didn't. I think that is actually one of the ones I did leave off. I was going to say, because I remember seeing that on the list and I was like, ah, do I want to put that on? Ah, I go, I went against it. Just because I, I didn't want people to call, oh, Mr. Combo, of course, he put the counter spell in. Yeah. y'all. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> All right, Tuck, give us your 25th pick. All right, another another Cascade spell. Shocker to no one. We're talking Sakashima's Protégé. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Nice. Four colorless blue blue for a creature shapeshifter. It's a 3-1. Mr. Combo, read that beautiful, beautiful body tech. Yeah, and, and this is a card that I actually really liked, but I could never find a home for it. So it's kind of cool. That same, same. Yeah, so it, it has Flash, it has Cascade, and the cooler part, though, is when this ETBs, it can ETB as a copy of any permanent that entered the battlefield this turn. So I like it because it can kind of do one of two things. One, your opponent played a bomb-ass permanent. Boom, I want a copy of it. Yep. Cooler thing, if you're a psychopath, you cast <laughs> it hoping to get a cool Cascade thing, and then you copy that oh. thing because it'll have already <laughs> resolved. I like it. Yes, uh, and and it's a weird, it's a funny enough card, and like you can always just play it as a three-one for six. You have nothing else to do. I'm 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 here for it. So good, awesome. All right, cool card, right deck for it. I'm here for the twenty-sixth pick, and we are going with Valakut Awakening. Oh, so two colorless red instant. Put any number of cards from your hand on the bottom of your library, then draw that many plus one. And it is a modal card. The other side is Valakut Stoneforge. It's just a land that ETB's tapped, and it can tap for a simple red. I thought this was important for the deck purely because I think there will be times when one of two things. A, 
uh, you got to your landfall stuff way too late, and now you do need mm -hmm. lands. This can at least it won't ever happen off the cascade unless you cascade something four or greater, uh, because you yep. you can't cascade into this as a land because in the deck it is the uh, instant speed. But I do think there might be times with how many lands we're putting in this deck. You might just have like four or five lands in hand and no cascade stuff. Yep. It'll feel good at instant speed. Like you hold it up, you do the whole, haha, I'm in blue, don't don't mess with me. But then it's like, oh, I really had nothing to the bottom. Let's go off the top. Uh, I think I think it's nice. It's insanely, it's, it's so good. And I think this is one of the things where it's like, these modal double face cards, a lot of times they're like, they're better as a land and they kind of suck on the face, right? And you're like, well, I'm just running it because it's a land. I think this is one that's actually really, really good. Yep. And I would put this in as a spell. Spell first, land backup, like yep. distant second or third, right? Yeah, but you know what? I've actually found myself with these modal cards. If I usually am at the 34 land thing and I have three modal cards, I'll actually go to 31 because they're still there. Mm. It's just my choice if I want to use it as a land or not. Yeah. Yep. I agree. All right. Agree 27th totally. pick. We're going with Frantic Search. Ooh, two okay, colorless right. blue instant draw two cards and then discard two cards untap up to three lands there are things in the deck that we want to be able to do at instant speed and so this is nice because it will allow us to be able to do stuff on other turns and maybe i want to cascade on your turn because i just you put something to the top of my library that i can definitely go into um, you know, th there's just a lot that we can really do with it. So I think Francis search is a nice card. I'm, I know I'm the anti draw card guy, but the fact that this is literally, <laughs> it's a free spell to draw to discard to I'm here for it. Yeah. And especially if you look at stuff like, uh, Sakashima's student or protege or whatever, right. Where it's like, okay, cool. I still, you can still draw your cards, set up your next play and then play something else at flash speed. I agree. I think, it, I think it's a really solid one. All right. We'll get into the flash stuff here in just a little bit. All right. Well, Tuck, take us to number 28. So this is a card I've always liked that you have always hated with a passion, with a fiery passion like of it's a, a terrible thousand card. suns. Yeah, uh, it I you have you have convinced me that it is, but in this deck, this is probably one of the better ones. Uh Ethereum Horn Sorcerer. Ah, love this card. I like it. I you 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 used to hate this card. You used to hate this card. You used to hate this card. Uh, you, you used to, to hate, hate this card. card. Yeah. Get get on that get on that drop. Uh, this is not you do not have this one. Oh saying. no, that I totally did. Oh, you did. Okay, great. Okay, four colorless for a uh, blue and a red. It's an artifact creature. Oddly enough, Minotaur Wizard. Uh, it's a three six. Mister Combo, read it away. I don't have a physical one in front of me, but I know it reads Cascade. Okay, and then I'm pretty sure it's what a colorless and is it to bounce it back to hand or is it two colorless yep. and is it? Nope, that's it. Okay. Nailed it. Yep, there Nailed we go. It. Yeah, I picked it just because it allows you like Big Tuck's artifact to repeat the Cascade. Exactly. Yeah, and it's a three six. Good blocker. Um, kind of overcosted, but we're not really caring about that in this deck. Yep. All right, Tuck, number twenty nine. All right, this was my first inspiration off of your Naga work in this deck. Uh, I think this card is underplayed for the price point, and um, I just, I've always been a big fan of this one. So Paradise Druid. Colorless and a green for a creature elf druid. It has hexproof as long as it's untapped, not particularly relevant. Tap, add one mana of any color. So for me, playing into the creature theme, right? Yep. I think I have four mana rocks in my entire list, uh, and this is one that I think is like, it's not going to be targeted, with, so the hexproof doesn't really matter. But for me, it's a two drop. It's a two one. Can add any mana of any color. 
it's your ramp spell, right? Mm-hmm. And eventually, if you get into your, you know, your creature spells and your your plus ones and what's not, maybe it'll swing in for some damage at some point. Makes sense. All right. Well, Ooh. I'm starting off number 30. We're halfway through the draft. Some Ooh. great prospects have been picked up. Um, and the next one, I think, is going to be great for those instant speed cards. We're talking about Rashmi, Eternity's Crafter. Ah, uh, yeah, we are. It's on the list. <laughs> Two colorless Simic, legendary creature elf druid, mythic 2-3, tuck, take it away. When you cast your first spell each turn, reveal the top card of your library. You may cast it without paying its mana cost if it's a spell with lesser mana value. If you don't cast it, put it into your hand. So it's like top of deck cascade. Yep. And I think the big thing is that just because you have things in the deck that don't specifically say cascade, if it's, you know, whenever you cast your first spell, whenever you do this, whenever you do that, that's just extra value for what you're already doing. Exactly. Exactly. For number 31, this is pretty cut and dry, but I kind of alluded to it uh, because Rashmi says you can only do the first spell each turn. What if I would like each turn to be all turns with a ley line of anticipation? So, two colorless blue, blue. It's an enchantment. Uh, It has uh, text that basically says if this is in your opening hand at the start of the game, you may put it onto the battlefield at no cost. And it just basically reads you may cast non land cards as though they had flash. Yeah, it's really good. That's it. we, we We want to be playing on other people's turns to get the cascade effects. Like, I think that's really important. So, yeah, it's very hard pressed for me to put this. To not put this into almost every blue deck, right? I mean, it's yeah. so much value. Yeah. I mean, and I, uh, also you can suck it, Jimmy, for Vildalkanori. I guess it's more of Josh, but still, <laughs> both you guys can suck it. Yeah. And, and I think to that point, though, Tuck, um, in regular mono blue decks, I probably actually don't run it because mostly everything is instant speed, anyways. I, th- I think it really shines in those decks that have blue as a support color. You know, mm-hmm. like teamer yeah. here, I yeah. really think blue is just kind of helping support the cascading and the attacking and what yeah. we want to do. So I think that's where relay line really, really shines uh, because a lot of the stuff we've been talking about sorcery speed. So, yeah, completely agree. All right, Tuck, 32. Let's go. I guarantee you have a copy of this or wait, maybe not because you're not opening stuff. This is also from one of your uh, favorite sets, the new one. Modern Horizon 2, Ornithopter Paradise, baby. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying the birds for you suckers out there. <laughs> two colorless for an artifact creature, Thopter with flying. It's an O2. Tap, add one mana of any color. Now, the real interesting thing is that it, there's also some flavor text here from Rashmi. Oh. Aether Seer. I think it's the same person. I would say so. I can't. I, I don't think it they, has to be, right? they've never used the same name, the first name, and then the, the end be different and have them be the different characters. Several people, yeah. yeah. But for me, again, it's like this is just another creature that has evasion that can tap for. It's another two drop that taps for a man of any color. It's on your budget list at 28 cents. Love it. It's one yeah. of my favorite cards that's been, that's been printed in the last two years. Nothing, nothing else to add on it. Tuck, what's 33? All right. Well, now we're back to the good stuff. Uh, our old pal, it's an instant, natural reclamation. Mm. Four colors and a green for an instant, destroy target artifact or enchantment. It also has cascade. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Tuck is Removal. here. Whether it be by rook or crook, you will have cascade. Yeah. It's going to it's going to happen. All right. Well, for number 34, 
I thought this would be kind of fun because I'd kind of read about how Cascade is kind of broken and 60 card constructed and there's like infinite combos sure. and it all has to do with those suspend cards. So I thought putting a suspend mm. card in here would be kind of fun in case you get to Cascade into it. So we're talking about Gaia's Will. It's a oh my God, really? It's a sorcery. It's a rare. It has suspend four for a single green. And then it states until end of turn, you may play lands and cast spells from your graveyard. If a card were to be put into your graveyard from anywhere this turn, exile that card instead. Mm. I just think that's a it's a really solid card that at some point you'll want to reuse your violent outbursts of the world and maybe yes. other stuff that has been eliminated. Or hell, it could even be your commander that's been blown up for the umpteenth time. Um, I think it's yes. just really, really solid. I agree, yeah. Great pick. I, I didn't get it too far into these zero-cost ones. I wish I would have done a little bit more looking into that. So, Mr. Combo, I'm glad you're picking up the slack for me. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the, the crazy thing with Gaia's Will is I was shocked at how um, affordable it is. It's like a 50-cent yeah. like card, but it's really, really good. I think it's just that cheap, though, probably because of the suspend effect. Probably makes it inherently worse yeah, than other it, stuff. I agree, but I yeah, it's a great inclusion in this deck. You hit it late game, you get to rebuild your board, get those cascade triggers going. I'm here for it big time. All right, so we are on to number 35, and Oof. we are talking about Yadaro, the Wandering Monster. Five colorless red red. It's an 8-8 legendary creature dinosaur turtle. It has trample and haste. You could cycle it for a colorless and a red, and then when you cycle Yadaro Wandering Monster, shuffle it into your library from your graveyard. If you've cycled a card named Yadaro four oh or more God. times this game, put it onto the battlefield from your graveyard instead. Do this before you draw. So I th I think it's pretty clear cut why I put this in here. It's a very- Is this one of your favorite cards that's ever been printed? Uh, sure. Uh, but it's a top-end big CMC card with a big power, so it's going to trigger a lot of different things that we have on our board. Yes, yep. Uh, it is a cheap cycling card. We want to draw cards. We want to get into our Cascade stuff. And I I think this is a card that I actually do believe is a mono-red staple because you're basically a two-mana draw card. And then if you happen to do it four times in a game, you get an 8-8. Eight -eight. Like, there is yep. no yeah, yeah. bad situation with this card because you can't even counter the cycling Unless it's a disallow or a counter uh, active, no. I don't even. Is that an uh, activated ability? I guess because cycling. Oh god, what is that? Is it? it it's not. It's triggered. not activated because it's from your hand. But you have to pay the mana to. It's not a triggered ability. I don't know. It's an ability, guys. You guys let us know because we clearly don't know what we're talking about. But maybe it is. Maybe it. I thought Yodaro. Right. I think it is an activated ability. Yeah. I thought Yodaro would be a really good fit. Yes, I agree. I think it. I, I, I'm not. I'm still not sold on the staple aspect of it, <laughs> but I do. I do like the card quite a bit in here. Let's get going. And then it also goes with a, with a bunch of other stuff in the deck. Yep. Number thirty six, Tuck. Take us away. All right, classic. This is one of the ones that I thought was more most interesting with the landfall triggers, and it's got one of your and. Uh, the goads favorite effects on it we're talking about our old pal geode rager <laughs> okay four colorless red red for a creature elemental first strike landfall whenever a land enters a battlefield under your control go to each creature target player controls it's so good you play your land you cascade you get another land that's two players already then you grow smile that's three lands you go and everyone we talked about this. We talked about this during our Zendikar Rising Commander series, and we all thought this was going to be like one of the chase cards in it. 
I have some good news for you. It is 47 cents. Oh, that's awesome. I need to get yeah. me 39 copies right now. I was going to say, I thought you'd be more excited, but what can you do? All right, Tuck, give us number 37. All right, now we're getting, now we're, now we're definitely getting the more of the meat potatoes stuff. Um, we're going to be running a lot of basic lands in this deck. I think uh, your old-fashioned Cultivate is probably going to do the work that we need it to in here. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, it's this is there's no conversation. Two colorless and a green sorcery. Search your library for up to two basic land cards. Reveal those cards, put one to the battlefield tapped, one to your hand, then shuffle. Even if you get it late games, you're getting another landfall trigger and then potentially another one off your hand. So if we're gonna play at least some of this landfall rigmaroles, works in the stack with the amount of basics we're having. Yeah, I completely agree. All right, number thirty-eight. Uh, this is also a card from Zendikar Rising that I'm a big fan of. I really like it. I think it's a great red card. And it does well if we've gotten it early for Gaia's Will late. So we're talking about Volakut Exploration. So two oh, colorless oh, red, yes. enchantment rare. It has landfall, so whenever a land ETBs under your control, exile the top card of your library. You may play that card uh, for as long as it remains exiled. At the beginning of your end step, if there are cards exiled with Valakut Exploration, put them into their owner's graveyard. Then Valakut Exploration deals that much damage to each opponent. We're going to have lots of lands coming in. This is going to get you card value. And then worst case scenario, even if it's your big Cascade stuff that may cost 6, 7, 10, 12 mana, well, now I'm dealing that much damage. Usually it feels bad when you just have to put that stuff from exile into the graveyard and nothing else happens. Yeah. This at least gets to throw some damage in some people's faces. And then maybe Gaia's Will later in the game will allow you to cast that stuff again. Great card. I think this card's underplayed and it's only 77 cents. So yep. slam dunk. All right. We're going to put one of Tuck's favorite cards in the deck. We talked about there's oh going to be a lot of lands in the deck. So Tectonic Red Formation for number 39 ooh, 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 is a good card. Ooh, okay. Colorless Red Enchantment. It's a rare. Each land card in your hand has cycling for a single red. Or you could literally cycle this card for two colorless. So not a whole lot to say there. It could be something to where, like we talked about with the uh, Valakut Awakening, to where it might be a point in the game where you have five or six lands in hand and no Cascade cards. This elites for cheap allows you to cycle those guys out, or if it's incredibly desperate, you can at least get rid of that own enchantment and draw a card. Yeah, I I'm a huge fan of this. I know a lot of people aren't, so y'all can suck it. All right, Tuck, number forty. What's that on the uh, menu? A boring one. Uh, it's cultivate part two. Kadama's reach. <laughs> okay. <laughs> see 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 see, see the uh, conversation. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Rewind one minute uh, and you'll get why I like uh, Video card. editor, if you could uh, notate on the screen at the minute and second mark that people should reverse back to to hear about uh, Cultivate, <laughs> that'd be great. Yes. So nothing else to say there. All right. Number 41. Go for it. All right. So this is this is one I did a little bit research into, and I wish I would have picked it a little higher because I think it's actually pretty interesting. So see the truth. Hmm. Okay. Check this one out. Colos in a blue for sorcery. Look at the top three cards of your library. Put one of those cards in the hand and the rest in the bottom of your library in any order. It's okay, right? If this spell was cast from anywhere other than your hand, put each of those cards into your hand instead. Oh. So those low-end Cascade stuff of your Bloodbraid Elves, um, your... Uh, what's the other one? God, I can't believe we were just talking about that. The Simic one, whatever, that's a three drop. Yeah. Now you're, like, if you hit this, you're actually drawing three for free. Like, it's a free Ancestral great. recall, right? So, again, it's a little it's a little on the slimy side if you have to cast it yourself. Mm -hmm. 
But I think it's worth that. If we're going to be cascading as much as we're going to be, I think it's probably worth it, worth it for that chance if you're going to be able to draw three for free. Yeah, I agree. Um, anytime you could do anything for free, it's good. Um, and especially if you're doing it for free and avoiding the negative effect, it makes it that much better. Yes, yep, exactly. All right, we're on to me for number 42. Tuck, I'm doing it. It's a card we've literally cut from every single deck we've ever talked about. Rampaging Bailoffs. Oh, no! I think it works. I think it works. <laughs> Four colorless green green creature beast. It's a mythic. It's a 6-6. Six, six. It has trample, and it has landfalls. So whenever a land ETBs under your control, you may put a 4-4 four, four green beast creature token onto the battlefield. The only reason I think it's good for this deck is we have things that care about high CMC. We have some things that care about high power, and we should be potentially playing two to three lands per turn. We should have a very solid army, and yeah. this is at least low enough on the CMC spectrum. Some of our high top-end cards could potentially get this for free. And you have 20 of these lying around, so Correct. you're trying to get rid of them by, by hook or by crook, if you will. All right, my number 43. I think this is actually some cool tech, especially with Leyline of Anticipation and Rashmi with our cascade cascading type of things. We're going to put in Radha, Heart of Keld. Ooh, so colorless okay. gruel, that's red green, legendary creature, elf warrior. It's a rare, it's a three three. As long as it's your turn, it has first strike. Irrelevant. Uh well, I guess not so much. It does have an activated ability. Four colorless gruel. Uh Rada gets plus X plus X. Uh until end of turn where X is the number of lands you control. So this could be a finisher, potentially. Yeah. The, for the sure. thing that I really like about it though is it's low CMC, and you may look at the top card of your library at any time, and you may play lands from the top of your library. Yeah, that's nice, because if you're really desperate, you kind of get that um, uh, profit or uh, course or a crucifix type of effect. Yes, it's just. But the bigger reason I like it is because this, with our Ley Line, with our Rashmi, and we're trying to cast... This allows you... Okay, what would I potentially be doing with Rashmi's, like the spell? Ooh, I actually really like that. Let's go ahead and cast it. Or it's like, you know what? I'd rather wait. Let me figure out another way to draw a card, get that off the top, and get something else right. there. And I do, so I was thinking, I think this is a sneaky good card because you can also be like, okay, I have four cards that have Cascade in my hand, right? I'm looking at the top and be like, oh, okay, now I need to play this one because I want to play that card oh, this turn ooh, because call. that's going to be a big, that's going to be a big dump on it, right? So yeah, sneaky good, sneaky good. All right, Tuck, number 44, what you got? All right, this is for, this is a, this is a rocketing Moss standard. Uh, we are talking our old pal Thrix, the Sudden Storm. Oh, all so right. Three, three colorless double, uh, three colorless double blue for legendary creature elemental giant flash flying spells you cast with mana value five or greater cost one less to cast and can't be countered. So again, if we're looking at the top end of the spectrum, yep. especially those top end, a lot of these cascade spells cost more arbitrarily because they have a cascade. They're going to cost one less, can't be countered, and then get you into your next thing. Um, that also probably won't be countered too if you're casting those high end things. So it's a it's a little slimy, but for my build, if I'm casting these big creatures, I'm past, uh, casting these big cards. You get a reduction on it, and they can't be countered. Yeah, and, so. and it kind of gives you that double effect of what that um, Domri shit totally blank. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yes, it kind of yes, gives yes, you yes. that second protection that Domri does. So. I know we're, t we're talking about so many cards. It's like, we normally don't go through 40 cards an episode. So I'm like, wait, what? All right, Tuck. Wait, what? <laughs> What's your number 45? So I wanted the cheapest cost of this effect. 
Um, and this goes back into something I was talking about earlier about being able to do Cascade over and over again, Crystal Shard. Mm. So three colorless for an artifact, uh, for three colorless and tap it, or for a blue and tap it, return target creature it to its owner's hand unless its controller pays one. For me, this is just another way to cycle in your Shardless Agents, your Bloodbait Elves, late game, early game, whatever. Yep. Keep that, cas that Cascade train going. Um, protect a Verna against a Swords of Plowshares or a Board Wipe as well if you have nothing else to do. Because again, she, even though she costs three, in reality, she probably costs like what six? Yeah, because <laughs> people are going to get onto it. So for a buck forty-five, this was the this was the cheapest one I could go with. Yeah, no, I like that. Um, isn't it? I'm surprised it's not more because I remember that card skyrocketed when it got featured on game nights with the Uro deck. Yeah, it did. I think it got it got a mystery booster reprint and then just got a time spiral remaster oh, reprint. Okay. So I think that kind of I because I think yeah I think you're right. This used to be like five or six bucks. All right, moving on to number 46. I think Tuck will appreciate this tech a little bit. It's a card that I love, could literally never find a home for. Don't even know if it really works in here, but I like it enough to put it in. <laughs> I'm doing it anyway. We're going to do Song of Creation. Colorless Teamer, <laughs> green, blue, red. It's an enchantment. It's a rare. You may play an additional land on each of your turns, whatever. At the beginning of your end step, discard your hand. Ugh, that seems bad. But here's why yeah, I like I don't it. Like that. <laughs> Whenever you cast a spell, draw two cards. So every time you cascade, you actually draw four cards. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. All right. You like yeah. that a little bit? <laughs> I like that a lot. The that and the bounty of the Luxor or whatever that yep. card is. I like them. I like them both. Like it's they're both cards that you really want to like. And when you read them the first time, you're like, this is gas. Yeah. And then you reread them a fourth time and you're like. Are these playable? <laughs> but, and I think you glossing over the additional land is is a disservice because, again, like, we are playing this sub-land Yeah. So that actually is, like, important enough. If you have five lands in hand, you're like, I don't care. Yeah, that's true. Here's two, right? Yeah, that is true. Yeah, so, my biggest thing was just, like, I would like this deck to be able to flow in a way that I can cascade at least twice a turn. And if that means I'm drawing mm -hmm. eight cards plus the one for the start, I'm drawing nine cards a turn. I should be able to deal with whatever I want whenever I want. Now, granted, you may yeah. want to put some sort of sub-theme in the deck to where you can, like, end the turn when you want. Like a Sundial of the Infinite oh, type thing, sure. so that way yeah. you don't lose right. your hand. Um, because this is in-step, not cleanup. Uh, that could be, like, a cool way. Yeah. But once again, we have the, the Gaia's Will in here. So if you do mm -hmm. discard some gas, you could do what I do, and I talked about it on MTG Action 4 News probably about a month ago, where it's like, oh no, I discarded this Atali Primal Storm, and then I reanimate it next turn. Yeah, exactly. All right. Moving on to number 47, and I'm actually going a yeah. little out of order now that we're getting towards the end. Um, I like this card a lot. Everyone said this is big and stupid, and why did Wizards print this? But I think Apex Devastator is so good. Eight colorless green, oh, it's green incredible. creature, yes, Chimera yes, Hydra, yes. Mythic 1010. Yes, and, yes, yes, yes. Hey, hey Tuck, yes. just go ahead. I know this isn't your card, it's, but why don't you read what its ability uh, is? It actually is my card. Oh. <laughs> this was, this was <laughs> it was just expensive. I was like, ah, I'll I had one laying later. around. Uh, <laughs> Here we are. In similar scope to how many runners my car has, there are four. <laughs> oh my God. Cascades here. That is filthy. Cascade, 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 cascade. Well, and the thing I love about this, guys, unless you just get incredibly <laughs> unlucky, this spell actually only costs six because you're going to get four lands. 
coming into the battlefield oh, yeah. oh, und yes, and yes, i believe yes, yes. with averna they do come in un oh they do come in tapped damn damn it still doesn't matter foiled by our own petard cascade 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 and this will get all the i think this is the top i don't think there's another card we've talked about so far that's more expensive than this mana wise so you're gonna hit anything every, you you're want. gonna hit something every single time now it might be a charlotte's agent and then you hit something else i think that like the the end goal of this card is when you cast it i want to cascade like i don't know seven times in a <laughs> row <laughs> Just keep it going, I want to make my opponents quit. I, I'm not playing stats yes. quit. I'm playing cascade quit. It's like this is this card might as well be like Paradox Engine. <laughs> the goal. All right, Tuck, give us number forty-eight. All right, so this is this is a card that this can run right into uh, Meteoric Mace. Mm. Four colorless, double red. Uh, equipped creature gets plus four and plus zero, and has trample, equip four, and cascade. So. I put this in as a yeast card. It's going to cascade you, and then eventually you will have some beater. Like, if you put this on Apex, uh, whatever it yep. is. Yes, it, it, so now you have a 14-14 Trampler. Pretty good, mm -hmm. right? Like, we're going to have these high-end creatures that are going to be beating face. Worst-case scenario, you play this, you sacrifice it to Ingenuity Engine, you bounce Ingenuity back to your hand. There you go. Merry Christmas. Here we go. All right, Tuck. Maces for Christmas. Give us number 49. Okay, so this one was from... This is a... Uh, a forest day two Wong special because this is how he has beaten us over and over and over again in his maelstrom wanderer deck sarkin's unsealing mm. let's go three colorless and a red for an enchantment whenever you cast a creature spell with power four five or six it deals four damage to any target when you cast a creature spell with power seven or greater uh it deals damage it deals four damage to each opponent in each creature and planeswalker they control we just talked about how we're running these super top end cards. Yep. You are going to hit get hits on here. You're going to be blasting people into the face. Any target for damage is nothing to nothing to sneeze at at any target. Face, planeswalker, commander, anything there. You're going to be able to get this triggered many times in a row. Yeah, uh, I'm very familiar with the card considering <laughs> um, this guy I run in my Jota deck. And I think I've won the Ooh. game off of that. So, oh, there's no, yeah. there's no, there's no question. All right. Well, Tuck, that wraps up you. Now we're on to me for number 50. Yes. Like 50 cent, the one in the same. 50. So talking 50. This is a card that I run in my Karametra deck. I absolutely love it. And it really cares about how many lands you have on the battlefield and it can win you the game. No, you are not putting this We're in. We're talking about... Wait, can I guess? Sure. Beast of Burden? No. That doesn't care about oh. lands. That cares about creatures. Oh, right. We're talking about Malamo Morrow Sorcerer. Oh, Four yes. Four colorless, green, green, green. Legendary creature, elemental rare. Uh, it has trample, and its power and toughness are each equal to the number of lands you control. Seems pretty good. <laughs> Seems pretty it's a good. She's a beater. Yeah, because, I mean, I would say in my... This deck has a similar feel to my Karametra deck where you cast things, you're getting more lands, you're putting them out. And I don't think I've ever had this yep. guy less than like a 9-9, nine -nine, which a 9-9 nine -nine for 7 with Trample is slightly above curve, just like barely. But I think with this deck, we just talked about a card that this could cascade into. And just think of seeing this guy just grow off of you just doing normal deck stuff. It feels really nice. Sure, I agree. 
I'm here for it. All right, guys. Well, we're on to the final 10 picks. This will not go in round robin snake formation. What other animal you want to call it? This is just going to start off with Tuck, then go me, and we're just going to go back and forth. So, Tuck, number 51. What do you got? 51. I got our old pal. He's a big boy. He's a dinosaur. And it's a tally primal storm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> boy. I mean, how can you not have this uh, on the deck? Yeah, it's silliness not to. So a tally primal storm is a legendary uh, creature elder dinosaur. It's a 6-6 six, six with four colorless and double red. For legendary creature elder dinosaur, Mr. Combo, read off that beautiful, beautiful uh, Whenever a tally attacks, exile the top card of each player's library. Then you may cast any number of non-land cards exiled this way without paying their mana costs. AKA, pray that you get a Cascade card on top, so then you get to just do disgusting, degenerate things. Love it. Yep. All day, all day, or day. All day, or day. Can't argue with that. All right. Er Going to me for number 52. Well, I think this guy's going to pair up pretty nice with Atali, because, like, the biggest issue with Atali, he has no evasion, and he doesn't even have haste. So you just got to hope he sticks. Yep. I love you, but I don't actually like you enough to put you in decks. So we're going to put in good old Maelstrom Wanderer. So, wow! Five colorless teamer. Uh, and it's even the Commander Arsenal foil. Uh, legendary creature, oh elemental mythic. It's a 7 5. Creatures you control have haste. Cascade, cascade. Cascade. I, I mean, that is like a must have in here. Mm -hmm. So I'm very proud of you. you. And what, you just don't, you don't have a use for it? I anymore? have, like, I already have, have like in your... two or three of them floating in decks. So. Oh, yeah. you do? Okay. Oh, yeah, because, like, this is probably in Joda. Uh, it's not actually in Joda. I have it in Animar. I have it in... Uh, I can't remember. There's one other deck that I have it in, and then I think I have another copy. There's at one point where I was just buying Maelstrom Wanderers, and it's just like, oh, I don't just, actually yeah. run enough decks to have this in, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, All right Tuck. Uh, 53. Go ahead. Pretty easy. Farseek. Pass. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, see what Tuck is doing. Another... He's now picking all the cheap stuff because we're at the end, and he's gonna make me give you guys all the expensive hey! cards. Uh no, I Farseek is not cheap for what it is. It's two bucks. What? Still. That's a lot for a rap That's card. That's a lot man. for a rap It's yeah. good. I just I said know, a rap right? card. It's a lot for a rap card. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so uh next card we're gonna add. We've talked about it multiple times throughout the episode. Avenger of Zendikar. Uh, five colorless, green, uh, yeah, green. That was on my list at some point. Creature yeah. elemental mythic. It's a five, five. Tuck, read off what it does. Uh, let me pull it up here. What? You don't know this off memory? I should. I don't know. I'm tired. Leave me alone. <laughs> Actually, I'm not tired. I feel great. Uh, so five colorless, uh, green, green for a creature elemental. When it enters the battlefield, create a zero one green plant creature token for each land you control. Landfall. Whenever land enters the battlefield under your control, you may put a 1-1 counter on each plant, which plays into uh, our first card yep. we talked about. Phylath, absolutely. Uh, creature you control, and it's a 5-5. Five five. And the best part is our old pal, can't forget him, from Action 4 earlier in the week, our old pal Zoltan Boros had his hands in the artwork of this. And it's a really good card. I mean, like, this is a, such a good ubiquitous finisher that you can pretty much put it into any green deck that runs ramp. But especially in this one where late game, you really, I think that some people will look at Averna as a card that you kind of play early and then you're done with it. 
But the way that I think Mr. Combo and I have built it is that we have these top end cards that still care about the landfall. So even if you already have eight, nine, 10, 11 mana, 15, whatever it is, mm -hmm. you still will have cards that have that land payoff just for your basics coming in. I think Avenger is probably like the part and parcel best one that yeah, exists. Yeah, absolutely. Because right? like the, the way that this card should work is whenever you play it, you're probably getting four or five plants because you can ramp so quick. But then those plants, yep. normally the plants are like, ooh, they get scary kind of like over time. I mean, literally in one turn, they could probably be four fours or five fives. Absolutely. And, and with absolutely. Maelstrom Wanderer, now they have haste. That's disgusting. Because you can get this yes. off of Maelstrom Wanderer's Cascade. Gross. Yeah, absolutely. Or into the four the forerunner of Cascades, as they call it. Earl, Earl Pell Apex. Well, due to some technical <laughs> difficulties, uh, we don't know how to count. So Tuck has one more pick, it's, and Mr. Combo has two left. It's our first time doing it. We will. We'll we both have talked off mic. We will be doing this yes. again because this has been an absolute And we will blast. figure okay. out a better way to keep so track of stuff next time. Yes. We'll actually do round. All right, Tuck, go with uh, your very so last this, card. This is So the, I chose the weirdest one for last. And... Um, I've never seen this card play before, but I actually think it kind of has some wheels in this deck in a really weird way, okay? I guarantee you've never heard of this one. Release to the wind. I definitely have not. <laughs> yeah, it's an excellent card for 43 cents. Two colors and a blue for an instant. Exile target non-land permanent. Okay. For as long as that, permanent, as that card remains exiled, its owner may cast it without paying its mana cost. That's kind of cool. It's a weird one, right? So the way I look at this is how you're here's what's actually gonna happen with this card. You're gonna exile a card that has cascade and then recast yeah. it, right? <laughs> Pretty straightforward. Your meteoric mace, your, you know, whatever the case may be. But I also kind of look at this as both like combat protection and also commander protection, right? For because for three mana, if someone targets your commander or one of your best spells, you can safely put it away and then recast it, right? Now that kind of sucks if you do it off of cascade. Mm -hmm. But the other way I look at it is this. It's like someone's attacking you with a Blightsteel Colossus, right? Or their commander for Voltron damage. For three mana, you get rid of it, and then they have to do their mana investment into it again on their next yeah, turn. Yeah, that's fair. So it's a weird one. That's that's why it's a late one. But for me, this is another way to reuse your... Um, this is another way to reuse your Cascade spells when you're starting to run out of gas on it. Yeah, no, I like it. It's simple. It's clean. Um, it sucks that it's like a one-time use, unlike your crystal shard I know. that you can kind of do over and over, but what are you going to do? Yeah, I, I, I know. I, I was kind of in that same boat, but you know, here we are. All right, guys, pick number 59, because we do know it's 59, because there's only two more cards to talk about. <laughs> I, I'm very torn, because I actually have a bunch of cards that I still would like to add. Like, I feel like we haven't done enough mana rocks. Yeah. I feel like we haven't done enough card yeah. draw. Um... I feel like I didn't put in Alter of the Brood, which was upsetting. Um, <laughs> so for my second to last pick, I think I'm going to still stay on theme, but I'm pretty sure whoever would play this deck would probably cut this first. I'm going to put in Maelstrom Colossus. That was on... That was... No. Actually, in Maelstrom Wanderer was on my list. So oh, there you we're, go. We're, we're keen on that. But yeah, Colossus... I it's fine. Eight colorless artifact creature yeah. golem. It's a 7-7... Seven, seven. And it has Cascade and nothing else. So, I mean, it will Cascade into some of the bigger things in the deck. So, there's that. <laughs> and it's high CMC, it's so an it artifact. does things and high power, whatever. 
I, I think it's I think it's fine. I think it's totally fine and totally acceptable. This is if you're gonna play in a deck, this is the deck you played in. Well, for the 60th card tuck, I'm putting in the crown the last the one. crown jewel of Karametra because the biggest issue with this deck and that deck is all those lands come into play tapped. So you literally cannot no. do it. Are you doing are you for doing one it? mana? We are putting in Amulet of Vigor, baby. <laughs> He said the card shouldn't be played anymore. I beg to differ. <laughs> it costs one colorless. It's an artifact. It's rare. Whenever a permanent enters the battlefield tapped and under your control, untap it. I mean, I, yeah. I will tell you guys, when I have Amulet of Vigor on the battlefield and I'm doing my Karametra things, which I would think this deck's definitely doing Averna things, with Amulet of Vigor yes. there and those lands coming in untapped, I'm now just getting more gas to just keep it going. Yeah, I, I, this used to be your Alter of the Brood, and as much as it pain me, pains me to admit it, Alter of the Brood is a much better choice. It's a much better hill to die on. But again, like you want to keep these turns going. This is like a bizarro, almost like a very strange, bizarre version of like a storm deck, yeah, kind of, a little right? bit. Where you want, like, you're, you want your turns to be like five spells, or else you're not mm -hmm. doing it right, right? Um, so I, <laughs> Sure. I mean, there's not much else to say here. It works. It actually works. And that's like the most shocking part of the whole yep, thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, we're at the end of the episode. Um, and we didn't promise at the beginning because we wanted to keep it a surprise. But we wanted to give you some details about the giveaway for August. We're actually giving away this deck. Uh, literally the one that we built. Oh, yeah. We're giving this away. So this should be probably one of the more exciting giveaways we've ever done. Granted, I know uh, Duff was very pumped to win the Modern Horizons one because he's a degenerate 60-card player, but nothing new there. Facts. We will announce the winner on MTG Action 4 News September 1st and our social media account soon after. And the way that you enter is just share the content we're watching, become a patron to get additional entries, retweet, subscribe, do all the things to promote our content. And we definitely could be doing a new giveaway every month. It just kind of depends on what the cast or potential future sponsors can do. We would love a five-star review and a follow on whatever platform you're watching or listening to us on. And if you would like to get a hold of us, here's how you could do that. You can reach me at Mr. Combo number five on Twitter, all spelled out except for the five. Big Tuck, where could they reach you? I have really shit the bed. I didn't post a Twitter once what? this week. You didn't wish anyone didn't happy wish birthday? Person, I didn't wish a single person's happy birthday, and that makes me very sad. So are you, you going to tell people where to find It makes find me very, you? very sad. Oh, yeah, it's at TikTok Tweeting uh, on Twitter. Jesus. Uh, you could uh, uh, get a hold of our main account at CMD Tower on Twitter as well. We will have this deck list posted, so if you guys are curious to look at it, uh, or the article. Don't really know how we're going to do that yet. I'm sure Big Tuck will get creative and figure it out. Uh, uh, but you can... Uh, <laughs> article, uh, uh, by, by, cre by creative, you mean post a link to... No, he, he, post he'll, link to the he'll figure beam. it out. Uh, you can find that at cmdtower.com slash bnbe101. Basically, all you have to type in is Cathartic Reunion, Meteoric Mace, Dig Through Time, tower.com. Screamy Gee, if people want to find and get a hold of your Manolith commentary, how would they do that? He can do everything you need from an audio perspective. It does have a full studio if you are ever in the Kansas City metro area. But the cool thing is he does work with you remote. You just got to hit him up. He's worked with fellow patrons and members of the collective, and I'm sure he would love to work with you. If you would like to support us, you head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower. We have all the different tiers, uh, including getting entries to win this freaking deck. 
uh, all the way up to getting a playmat, sleeves, coin, reminder token, monarch token, RK post tokens. Good God, what else have I forgotten? I would have to say that we probably have the fullest patron reward system out there. But if you can't become a monthly contributing member, but you would like to pick up some of the sweet swag that you may see on Mr. Bever's Twitch channel, MTG Lexicon, uh, Gabe Knights, just kidding, they're scared of us. Uh, you can head over to our store, <laughs> cmdtower.com slash merch. You can purchase everything that we uh, sell on there, all of our CMD Tower branded merch. And of course, for our existing patrons, we do have a referral program. Anyone that you refer to join the collective, whether it's a dollar up to $25, have them message us on Patreon and we'll send you uh, some free swag or maybe some collabing. So Big Tuck, we didn't reveal the name of the deck in the beginning. I don't know why, but Averna, the Chaos Draft. I had a great time. This was a lot of fun. I had a great time. We, you know, we've been doing this now for almost what two yep. full years is that what it boils yep. down to and i think this has been the most i i still feel like it's true to the theme and especially for me how i broke it down i still broke it down like yeast sure. grain hops and whatnot um so that still kind of put me in that but i do like this idea of like this feels fresh it feels fun you know i i think like we both kind of approach this both similar but also kind of wildly yep. different right um, and I do, you know, I think this kicks off season three with a bang. I think this is going to be something that we'll, I hopefully will do each month because this was like a really exciting thing. Granted, hopefully it'll be a little smoother, be a little easier to listen to and to track. Um, but no, this, this was really fun. This was a, this was a really, really fun. Yeah, I had a lot of fun and I'll be honest guys. Uh, so we were supposed to do this episode last week for a bruise and build, but we kind of wanted to get caught up and someone accidentally hid my binders with all my cards. Uh, at our 4th of July party. So what ended up happening, Tuck, is the Godfather had gifted me that, like, robe Big Lebowski thing. So Someone yeah, had yeah, tossed yeah, yeah. it over the cards, and it literally just looked like a pile of, like, the jacket sitting there on the chair. And so I didn't even <laughs> lift it to look. Um, and then when I did, they were just sitting right there. So, uh, but no, I, I was... So initially when I started this, I was like, God, how the hell am I going to do this? I yeah. even texted Tuck. I was like, I'm kind of glad we have an extra week because I'm kind of struggling on this. And so yep. I think this went really well. And I think this actually prepared me better for the next time we do this. Now, not every time we're going to be giving the deck away, but it allows, you know, from the researching yep. and like what's interactive and what's cool. Because I think both of us like your whole like, hey, I'd like to reuse these Cascade guys as much as I uh, you know can. And then I'm over here like, hey, mm -hmm. I want to get like extra draw triggers, even though I may have to discard my hand yes, in a exactly, turn. Yeah. We found some unique things that I think others probably haven't even seen. So hopefully you guys enjoyed yep. this. If you're a part of the collective, let us know in the Bruise and Builds Discord channel. If you're not a part of the collective, you should join for a dollar. But uh, you can also tweet at us, uh, let us know on YouTube, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, leave comments. Because if you guys enjoy this, we'd like to maybe do this You know, every month. We're not really sure. Uh, season three, I'm definitely approaching very much like how uh, any of our community fans out there, Abed, uh, would do. No? Not a community fan? I No, I don't, oh, I don't watch right. it. I don't watch TV. How many more times do I have to tell you? Oh, that's right. He only watches the little box. That can hold in his hand. Well, that's all we have for today. I'm going to cascade, cascade. into the background. <laughs>